Hey guys, this is Andy. It's a sad day for us because Nye and I no longer work together in our full-time jobs. We'll obviously see each other regularly to record for the show, but we're sad to see our daily visits in the office come to an end. Today's episode starts with a conversation related to our working relationship and how our friendship grew. Then we follow that with a discussion on our love languages and how it can sometimes be difficult to see people embarrass themselves. I'd also like to note that we have some scheduling conflicts over the next few weeks. We want to continue to provide regular content for our listeners during this time, but please forgive us if the sound quality isn't as sharp. Our normal sound quality will return in November, but will probably be even better than before. Hope you enjoy the show. Okay, shut the door. So today, for the second time, we've stopped working together, and, you know, when we worked together the first time, it was, it was like the most amazing experience. We had a great team. We had, we were like a family, and that ended. Yeah. And, yeah, and then, you know, we talked about it a lot as you know, you were getting ready to leave how, you know, this was a once in a lifetime thing. And we were so lucky that we had each other. And then it happened again. We had a twice in a lifetime thing. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Twice in a lifetime thing, two very different lifetimes. It feels like. Yeah. Um, The first time there was a group of us. um, And we all, no one knew each other and we were all brought together we were all very new it was a newly created um i'll just call it an office it was a newly created office where everybody there was new every single person there started roughly within two weeks of each other and so there was no seniority as far as time wise goes and we just, and we were all starting in the same industry for the first time together too. So it was, we were all learning and growing and developing together. And while we were learning and growing and developing in the industry, we were also developing these friendships. Yeah. Very strong bonds. Very strong. Like it was, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny because I remember the individual who ended up being our boss and our direct report and um, ended up being a good friend. I remember it was like either his third or fourth day. I can't remember. We were taking him out to lunch because at that point, it seemed like anytime there was a new person, we just, we all went out to lunch. So it was like we were out to lunch every day. But I remember telling him at that point, I feel like you've been here forever. Which is the craziest thing because I'd only been there like a week. So I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> I remember that day too. I remember where we were for lunch that day even. So it's sure. just. What's that? Where were we? We were at, um, I can't remember the name of it, but I see it. Um, the. Uh, Was oh. that out, sort of outback that day? 
No, it wasn't Outback. It was the place that they had the oh, really good green sauce. Pio Pio. You went to Pio Pio? Pio Pio. That was it. Yeah, it was at Pio Pio. Oh, I like Pio Pio. That's where we went. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I remember. I mean, we, like you said, we went to lunch like every other day. So that could have been a different lunch, you know, could have been the second lunch we went to. But um, yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy because like there, there, I mean, every, we just became so close so easily and it's just wild that, you know, we, we had, we had a good run together and it was such an amazing time. Not just, I was just saying, just even though we had challenges that there was, you know, we always had each other to, to lean on. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I think we were willing to give more to getting it done and getting it done right, getting it done in a timely manner, because we felt committed is probably the wrong word, but it's the only word I can think of right now. We felt like we were fighting for each other, like we were almost brothers in arms on on some level. It it felt like, and then, you know, um, things started getting a little shaky and I left you were on maternity leave when I left but I remember feeling like for sure it was a once in a lifetime and that it wouldn't happen again and then um I ended up going to a different company and they they had a an opening and I remember saying to you this place is terrible Over and over again, you told me. Over and over. I was like, this place is legit the worst. And I would turn around and be like, but I really want you to come. (laughs) Yeah. And what's funny is I really wanted to be there. And I knew you told, I mean, you can't appreciate how terrible something is until you experience it yourself. But knowing that you were there, I wanted to be there. For sure. And it wasn't like a misery loves company type thing. Like, I didn't want you to be there because I was miserable. It was just like, can we get the gang back together again, though? Yeah. Because I think we all had this, or not had, but when we start something new and you ha- you see a new challenge ahead of you, you think that maybe you can make the difference, right? And so, you, you know, it's hard not to fantasize about, yeah, let's get back together. Let's make a change. You know, let's do this. Yeah. And it, it felt for me almost like this place is like pretty cruddy, but it might be less cruddy if you were there too. Like if we were getting the, the gang back together, maybe it wouldn't be as trash. Yeah. Fun fact, still trash. So <laughs> I <think> it, <laughs> Yep, still trash. <laughs> But then two weeks ago, you put your notice in. You said, I'm out of here. I did. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I'm excited. I'm very excited because I do get to go work with, I have another (laughs) once in a lifetime (laughs) opportunity to work with our old boss now. So that's really cool. Um. And I'm excited about it, but it's also, you know, it's bittersweet because I loved 
working with you and I loved, you know, being able to hang out with you every day and even, you know, the rest of our team. It was such a great, it was, it's just such a good bunch, you know, it's just, and it's weird because it's sad to leave them. It's exciting to move on. But at the same time, I feel like I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and go to the office. I can't like, yeah, but it doesn't, I like I'm in denial, which is, mm-hmm. is, I don't understand like why I would be in denial when I have this really cool opportunity ahead of me, but it just, it's, I, I don't know. Like it's, I'm wondering like what this means, like what is wrong with me? <laughs> well, I think change is always jarring. It doesn't matter if it's good or, or, or bad change is just darn like what what you know right now is getting up and going to this location as terrible as the work part of it is and as great as the group of girls that we worked together was it was it's what you knew it's it's the known what you're going yeah. to even though it's someone you know is going to be fantastic and like super supportive and just having your back 100 percent you still don't know what that is, though. Like, for real, you have no clue. Yeah, and, so, you know, I, I, I wonder, I, I wonder, you know, obviously, I know that the relationship is going to be fine, but, like, I wonder, or I worry that, am I going to live up to expectations, you know? Like, it's just weird, because, like, I'm, it's a new adventure. And even though I know that my boss will be supportive, I, 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 still worry that I'm not going to be that I won't measure up somehow but isn't that everything though like I remember when I was going back to school after a number of years of not having gone back to school I really was thinking but do I have brains in my head like (laughs) I'm serious like literally trying to figure out like can I do this but it's because I don't know you know like I don't I don't know like I remember thinking you know, like even the things that you're really excited about, like when I was getting married, I was so excited to be marrying the love of my life. But then there was also like, oh, what does it mean to be a wife? Like, what, what is this new chapter? It's like, I think every time you enter into a new chapter, it's all, it, there's a level of like, oh, what does this future hold? What is this new thing? Like, I don't know how comfortable you feel about talking about this, but when you were about to have your baby, was there any part of you that was like, what does the future hold? Not this. I, you know, we had planned on having, you know, a baby. And yeah. the moment I found out I was pregnant, I started crying because I was like, uh, <laughs> what, 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 what did we just do? <laughs> Wait a second. Right. Wait a second, because like, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, and it, because yeah, and it's you know to be honest, it's still terrifying. Yeah, you know, like obviously the day to day is is not is not terrifying, but like when I think about the future, that terrifies me. What you know, my child's future. So yeah, you know, and I guess it's the same thing. I guess that's kind of what you're getting at, right? Is the future, the unknown future is, is a, is adventure, it's an, it's an adventure, but it's, 
you know, it's still a little scary because you don't know. Yeah. That's literally, I think that's why people climb like these Everest and whatnot. Like, I don't know. What do I know? But I'm just saying like, they do these <laughs> things because it's like, what is up there? Nothing. But like, barely no air. But like, they right. do these things. <laughs> what, what is the, how do you navigate to the unknown? Whereas I know I am more like, okay, hold on. Can you go first and let me know what's up there? Like, I really don't. <laughs> That's why you always have me go through the doors first. In case there's Stop, some, like, no. some crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's trying to be courteous, but, you know, it always fails. But seriously, <laughs> I, so, I am so proud of you. And I said this to you before. I'm just so proud of you taking this lead because it is the unknown. And some sometimes, for a lot of us, me speaking for just myself we get so comfortable in even just the bad stuff you know yeah and I don't want to make the job seem like it's legitimately the worst thing ever on earth because the people are great the work sometimes just is pretty cruddy like it's just not the business um but a part of me is like well I mean okay I'll get up and I'll go do it yeah. And you get kind of complacent in it. Whereas I think you've you've at least taken the step to say, Okay, I'm I want different, I'm gonna go get different. Yeah. Well, it's uh it's it's exciting. Um and you know, I had to do this online exit interview before I left today and one of the, co I, you didn't have to put a comment, but at the end I put a comment and it, basically I just said, you know, that the team that I work with made the decision to leave a very difficult one because we have a really great group of people. And, you know, and I mean that because the work is sometimes incredibly frustrating and just, you know, disorganized. Mm -hmm. But the people, you know, what makes a job great is really the people you work with because every job has frustrations. And so it's just, you know, it's hard for me. What, like, I'm like, I'm really going to miss my people because yeah. like, they're really amazing. Yeah. But, but you're going, you're going on to other great people. So yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be good. I just, you know, I'm going to miss seeing you every day. I'm going to miss seeing all of the rest of our teammates every day. And, um, but yeah, on yeah. to the next adventure. quiz just a little while ago um, to determine what my love language was because we had a conversation recently about that and I just I was curious I I heard of the love languages um, so I, I, I was like well let me take this quiz I'm just curious what mine is you know you kind of have this idea right like in your head if you know what the love languages are you can kind of in your head say oh I think I'm physical touch or right quality time right but right 
the, the quiz was kind of cool. And granted, it's just this free online quiz. So who knows? I don't know what the book says, but do you, um, do you know what your love language is? I most definitely do. And I know that these online quizzes are just so incredibly general and not, there's like no scientific whatever behind this. But I promise you, for me, this is spot on, like absolutely spot on. So before I tell you what my, uh, my top two love languages are, and they're pretty even, I wanted to say what the love languages, the options are. Oh, yeah, good, so good idea. The, the first one is receiving gifts, which my understanding is like, it's actually like receiving gifts. Like, you know, you interpret the way someone loves you by if they give you gifts and you give gifts to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Same thing with quality time. You interpret it by giving it and that that might be how you also receive it. Um, and then the other one is words of affirmation, acts of service, and then physical touch. So receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch are the five love languages. I have two that I rank strongly on, and they're physical touch and words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And that is spot on, like incredibly spot on. I'm not a touchy-feely person necessarily, but if I love you and if you're in my circle of love, I just want to hug you so tight, and I want you to hug me so tight back, and I want, like, I could sit there and just hold your hand. And I'm not even just talking about, like, my romance, or, like, with my husband. I'm not even just talking about that. Like, you know, sometimes I'll just grab your hand and I'll be like, hold my hand. Or I'll just come. <laughs> or what we've been doing for the last week or so is, like, I'll just come and sit on your lap and give you a hug. Oh, that's and- the highlight of my day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's. That's how I, like, physical touch for sure is how I interpret and also say I love you. Um, mm-hmm. where, and I also have words of affirmation, which is why, and I don't know if you if you notice, like, if I, I always feel like, if I feel something, like, if I feel like I should say something to someone, I always, I always just say it because I just feel like people need to know. Like, if I'm walking in a hall and, you know, someone like has great hair I'd be like your hair looks so pretty or I like your outfit or whatever I definitely am one to just let people know on the positive angle how I feel about them and that so that while I don't receive it well and I know I don't receive it well it's an encouragement to me like if someone is like oh good job on that whatever then I um like that makes me feel good but I think I think those two are completely spot on for who I am so like when I when I took the test it was totally accurate accurate I I am curious though about the words of affirmation and maybe I don't really fully understand it 100% but I know that sometimes I will compliment you on certain things but you 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 deflect what what because I think for me and I know what my words of affirmation I know exactly what type of words of affirmation makes me feel good. And it's like oh, oh out of you 
you fought through, you did it. Or if, if I, if I put something together or I created something that someone feels like what I created is very good. Like for instance, there was one of our coworkers who was, who said, Hey, I listened to your podcast and I like the way you guys cut it together. That for me, literally left it like it feeds my soul whereas if you would say hey nice outfit I don't that doesn't do anything for me gotcha yeah I guess yeah that makes more sense um because that's just a physical compliment it's not necessarily make making a comment about who you are and and what you do it's more just like Hey, looking good, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So that's not the that's not quite the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah what's yours? So I was kind of surprised about mine, and I always wonder, like when I took that uh, personality test, I feel like I I lie to myself when I take them, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird because what I would I would have thought that my like before I took the quiz, I would have thought that words of affirmation and physical touch were, would be my highest. Well, when I took the quiz tonight, it said acts of service was my highest. Um, and then for second place or whatever you would call it, it's actually a three-way tie between physical touch, receiving gifts and words of affirmation. And what I find interesting is the acts of service that is my husband's love language. So I think, yes. And I know that because he does like, he is a big, he, he's always like doing things, you know, like he'll, he'll do laundry, he'll cook, he'll do dishes. He'll do these things because that's how he shows his love. Um, That's not how I show my love. But, but so I think when I was answering the questions, I was answering them from like looking at him. You know, instead of looking at myself. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't know. Like, I feel like I need to not think about my relationship, but think about me. Because I was answering it based on on how things happen in my relationship. Because I know that there have been, you know, frustrations with um, that I've had. Because I know that my husband shows love through acts of service. And he's very good at that. But that's mm-hmm. not high on my list. I I find that I I prefer like I I like encouraging words for sure. Like I definitely need somebody to I don't know how else to say it, but like feed my ego in a sense, you know, just like make yeah. make me feel good. Uh-huh. And um and I definitely you know love touch you know like we've had conversations many times about how I just love to have my hair played with and I can't tell you just (laughs) watching tv on the couch sometimes I'll just lay my head on his lap and I'm like Mm -hmm. a dog man it's no joke like I would just like start (laughs) rubbing my head like plays my hair plays my hair and so like I feel like those are my love languages (laughs) but I don't know so I, I think I'm going to have to retake it and actually think more internally instead of looking at my, my relationship that I'm in. Well, you know what I mean? You know, I, yeah, I do. You know, it's really interesting that you say that because I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be off, but I'm wondering if maybe when you took it, 
you were interpreting the way you show love in your relationship. I, I wonder if you know that he enjoys acts of service. Do you then do acts of service so that he'll interpret it as love? I mean, I think I do sometimes. I, you know, it's it's funny because I do try because I know, but yeah. I'm not nearly as it's natural to him. It's not natural to me. You know, like there, you and I have had many conversations where I'm like, and I think you're the same way. We want to do something. We want to do something nice for people. Yeah. <laughs> We just can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, not a thing. I have no clue at all. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I I try, but I don't know that it's necessarily successful. You know, he doesn't complain, you know, about me not doing, you know, enough. You know, like, sometimes I get frustrated mm-hmm. because I don't get enough um encouraging words or or whatever like you know some uh-huh. and and even sometimes like I want gifts I don't it's I'm not materialistic but sometimes I just want them to like bring me home some candy or something you know what I mean yeah. like just so, yeah. like so that is something that I think um that I sometimes I get frustrated with because I want those things because those things mean something to me but you know for him oh. if I did that I don't know that it would matter so much Right. See, like, okay, I took this years ago, I I think in like 2011, 2012, and we communicated it to each other. And I will be very honest, I don't think, and I I think this is probably true, I don't want to stereotype all men, but I think there's a good number of men who think like, okay, uh uh-huh, there's five, (laughs) five love languages things, whatever. But I know it's made a difference, like, because I do, there there are specific ways that I interpret it. Like, I honestly interpret it through physical touch and words of affirmation. And so while it might not be natural for, you know, your partner to, to give you those love languages, because it's not how they would normally show love languages, I think it's important to know your partners and even other people in your relation, in your life, the other relationships to know how people receive love because then you can talk to them in their language. Mm -hmm. Like you're talking about your husband, my mom, my mom's primary way of showing love is acts of service. Yeah. Oh, my mom will cook for you like from sunup to sundown. You could be a general acquaintance and she's like, okay, I'll cook. (laughs) Seriously, but that's how she shows, that's her act, her act of services in the kitchen. She will cook for you and put her love into her food. I and love that. I, I mean, hello, I do too. <laughs> but, but then, like for me, I don't, that's not necessarily how I receive it. And not to say that I don't, I don't, this has nothing to, to do with like, you know, me and my mom's relationship necessarily, but that's not how I receive love. I don't receive love through acts of service because I, I feel like, and this is going to sound really cold, if I wanted food, I could go get food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, that sounds cold, but that's how, that's just not how I interpret it. It does sound cold. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not intended to because I love that she does that, especially because you know, I, I in the kitchen, I am like a loser. Like, I don't even know what to do. Salt, what? 
I don't know. But so I love that she does that, but that's just not how I interpret, like, that's not how I receive and or give love. But I know for my mom, if I want to show her that I care, I can, there are things I can do to make her life, you know, either easier or to show up and do something for her or help her with something. That's how she, she gives and receives love. So I, I try to speak her language and she tries to speak my language. And I think it helps in, in relationships when you're just aware of how people, like what their language is. It's like, listen, if you're speaking English and I'm over here speaking Mandarin, what are we doing? <laughs> right. If That's I, a good, like, yeah. Seriously, I got to come to you speaking the English, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. I, I like it, though. I love the love, the love languages. I do. So my, my hairstylist, I remember having a conversation with her a while back, and I don't know if this is from the same book or some other book, but is the, um, is the Five Love Languages book the same book that also talks about how your bank account is getting low or I don't know if it's not your bank account, but basically like your love account is getting low and you need, basically it's a good way to tell your partner that, Hey, I need you to do some more of whatever my love language is. So if it's words of affirmation, Hey, my, my account's getting low and basically letting them know that it's kind of, I guess, a subtle way of saying I need more words of affirmation. I need more of your touch. I need more acts of service, whatever it is. I need more of your time so that you can kind of replenish and build back up that, that surplus of, you know, love feelings in your soul or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, I don't know. Same book, to be honest with you. But the thing about that is like, just like, if you really think about it, so much of us, and we've talked about this before, so much of us navigate this world without actually communicating the things that we need in our relationships. We just assume that people need to know, like, if you loved me, you would know what I need. Why? <laughs> it, well, well, yeah. That's no. No. Oh. No. <laughs> I am a huge disbeliever in that. You know, and I know, and this is going to sound really serious, like, not stereotypical. That's not the right word. But it's going to sound like I'm boxing people in. But I know a lot of women operate like that. Like, I just need you to know. And yeah, I'm guilty of that. Like, you, like oh, so you are, you, you kind of operate in the whole read my mind type realm? Yeah, and I'm not proud of it. No, 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 no. It's not like a judgment. No, 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 no. no a, but the reality is, is why should I, I don't, my husband doesn't expect me to read his mind. Why should I expect him to read mine? You know, I, I kind yeah. of, it's just, uh, I wonder I'm not if, proud. No. <laughs> I wonder, so I come from a matriarchal household in which you say what you feel. And so I wonder sometimes, because I do know there's a level in society of, and I don't want to put everything on society. I feel like I do that sometimes, but I just wonder if we're taught sometimes to not say how we, how we feel, you know, or we buy into this, this thought that, love looks one way and we shouldn't have to ask for and that's why I'm even weird saying it but we shouldn't have to ask for love but I don't think that there's anything wrong with that yeah that's true there's not anything wrong with that (laughs) 
Yeah, like uh, you don't get access to what you need. You know, it's funny. You kind of got in my head there for a second when you said, you know, you in your household, you say what you're feeling. And I think in my household, we always kind of kept it inside until like maybe there was a certain point. And you and I had recently had a conversation where I was, you had just seen me like processing something and you didn't know what that was until after the fact, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know why, but that just triggered that in me because I was like, oh, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm processing my feelings and it's taking me a while to understand my feelings because Uh I was raised in a household where you're like, you don't express, you, you deal with it yourself. You don't necessarily, even if it's your close, like people who you're close to and you are safe sharing your feelings with, it's just something you hold on to. So I wonder, I don't know, just made me think maybe, maybe that's why it takes me a while to process my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing like, there's listen, the fact that there's all these different you know, personalities in the world is what makes it all work. Like if we were all one person, it'd be incredibly boring. So I think we need all different kinds. It's just, I think it's interesting. And even talking about that, I know you and I have spoken about, you know, that I am immediately aware of how I'm feeling. Immediately. Like in the moment, I know exactly what I'm feeling and I can do a, I don't want to say like a great deal, but I can... 99% 99% of the time articulate exactly what I'm feeling, which I know you said that, like you just said, that you process, like, but for me as a person, and I told you I struggle with this, it's hard for me to, to understand that people need time to process what they're feeling because it's yeah. just <laughs> unknown to me, you know, like, I just don't know. I didn't understand how that works. And, you know, I have a person in my personal life who takes time to process. And I used to be like, what, where are you going? We're talking right now. Like, I can tell you how, <laughs> I can tell you how I'm right now. Where are you going? So yeah. It's good. it's good to see, like, you know, how other people are because then it gives you at least some kind of perspective. Because to see it actually happening in front of my face when you were processing, I was like, oh, snap. Okay, that's a real thing. No, for real. I know, because I I just remember the conversation. You're like, that's what that looks like. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I saw. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. But it was was very good for me. It was very good for me to see it because I could be wrong, but I think sometimes people who take time to process, they need time to be a way to process. Whereas oh, for, yeah. Like, yeah, is that true? Oh, yeah, for sure. So you don't always get to see the process happening. So it's like, I don't know what you're doing over in that corner. I have no clue. Right. I, I can't see the brain working as, as I could when I was looking into your eyes. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can see you're, you're processing your feelings. Whereas, you know, for me, because I'm, my feelings are, like, right on the surface all the time, like, at least my awareness of my feelings is on the surface all the time, I don't ever need to walk away to tell you how I'm feeling. Right. It's yeah, good. it's pretty wild. It is. It's hey, it gives us some insight into into other people's minds. I don't know if it's their minds or their emotions or whatever, like, to be able to see how they deal with those things, I guess. But it's just... Uh, 
weird. It helps you navigate your relationships better, though, when you can understand the different people in your life. Because I promise you, you have somebody in your life who processes immediately, and you have somebody in your life who needs time to process, and you have somebody in your life who's like, emotionalist you know what i'm saying we all have these different people and i'm not just talking about personal relationships i mean at work people you come across with you know who you have to interact with you know for different business reasons there are all these different types of people that you have to interact with so if you understand be it their love language or their processing level or whatever if you can kind of have the empathy or to see from their side of things then I think it allows you to be able to react differently and be able to empathize with the person you're interacting with. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot watch, like I physically cannot watch somebody embarrassing themselves. <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, it gives me a very real physical reaction when I see someone either about to or in the act of embarrassing themselves. It can be even a TV character, it can be an interview on TV. I'm serious. Like, for instance, I'm going to tell you this. I was watching this, I think it was called um, Death Comedy Jam. It was like their reunion or they're like, they had some kind of special that Netflix put out about six or seven months ago. And there was a point when um, Dave Chappelle comes out and he's trying to read the prompter, right? And Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle is this comedian, like super dope comedian. But he's trying to read the prompter. And he was, like, struggling to, like, read the words. He was like, next we're going to bring out. And then he would, like, draw back and cringe because he he didn't know what the word was or or whatever. And then he was like, (laughs) sorry, y'all. I went to public school. And I immediately (laughs) had to He said he went to public school? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I immediately had to turn it off. I wanted to be clear. (laughs) He was cracking a joke. Like, that was a joke he was making. Like, it was, and I knew it because that's just Dave Chappelle, but I couldn't watch him do it. Like, it was making me feel nervous is not the right word, but kind of like, like my gut was just gonna fall out. Like I was like, <laughs> That I'm is too serious. funny. No, I'm being serious, like I can't do it. I can't do it. Wow. I love watching people embarrass themselves. Wait, I find seriously? it hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I embarrass myself, I I laugh. Oh but... my word. No. <laughs> No, no, seriously, I can't, like, so you're, and I think 
I, again, this is like one of those things where it's just like different people, different ways, but it's like, if I saw you about to embarrass yourself, I would literally get up and walk out the room. I can't, (laughs) for real. I can't be witness to that. I can't. And I'm not. What is the problem? I think. Okay. I, and let me like, I don't know. I don't even know how to really explain it, but I think I know for sure. I don't like to be embarrassed and not like I take myself seriously at all. Like that's not the case. I could crack a joke on myself too, but if it's like an honest to goodness, like, Oh snap what did you just do I will like my whole I'll start to cry and not cry like not not like I'm sad tears but like oh my goodness I'm embarrassed I'm embarrassed tears and like my face will get really red and I'll get hot and then I gotta go I can't I can't do it and I feel that same reaction if people are about to embarrass themselves I can't I can't be around it even on TV, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure, I will change the channel. I can't handle it. I can't handle someone. I can't handle someone in an embarrassing situation. Wow. Like, how how do you do it, though? So someone is about to put their foot in their mouth or just make themselves sound incredibly ridiculous and you're like cool (laughs) (laughs) I don't say cool I just I'm trying to think of an example because I mean I I see them plenty I just you know off the top of my head I can't think of one right now but you know if like say for instance (laughs) you know something as simple as somebody's walking down the hall and they you know trip over their own feet and you know I'm behind them and you know they jump up and they you know first instinct is to look around did anybody see me like mm-hmm. I am dying inside but I will just for their own um you know dignity mm-hmm. I will pretend like I didn't see it uh-huh but I am dying laughing on the inside and um oh. you know like even if I were to trip over my own feet which I've done a time mm-hmm. or two you know mm-hmm. I'll get up and I'll look around and if somebody's acting like they didn't see I'll be like I just tripped over my own face <laughs> <laughs> you know like <laughs> so like you can you can obviously laugh at yourself which is great and I think I can too except for like if it's really I don't know I don't know <laughs> like for instance this is gonna sound like so whatever but you know, if somebody has something in their teeth or in their whatever, I will definitely let them know immediately. Yes. I will let you know so quick because I don't want you to be walking around here embarrassed and like mm-hmm. people just staring at you and you here smiling, looking like you got a body. <laughs> what? No. I can't do that. Like, I can't look at people like. In, I don't know. It makes me so uncomfortable. Do you remember when we watched, when we listened to that one podcast? I think it was called Invisibilia, and it was talking about people who are entangled. Yes, I was thinking of that when you first started talking. I was like, "What was what was that word?" I was trying to remember. 
yeah, you feel their, you feel people's like pain or whatever. You see somebody hit their elbow and your elbow hurts kind of thing, right? Yeah. 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 I feel people's embarrassment. Yeah. I don't take it in that way. And that is the only way I can explain it. Like, there are some people in that in that episode, and, you know, that episode was so – I remember listening to it and being like, what? There are people who experience that? There are people who, like, will watch people chewing food, and they can feel the food in their own mouth. Oh, wow. Or I don't remember that part, but that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember that part, but yeah, I, I remember like the pain part. I think that's what really stuck with me from that episode. Yeah. So like they had all these different things. It was pain. I remember they talked about someone chewing. I remember they also talked about, um, if I remember correctly, this lady could feel other people's, like she could feel the emotions or like they, she would get this sensation of the emotions other people would, were feeling. You know, at the time I was like, wait, what? Like, because I didn't under, like that was a new concept to me. But I really do think I'm entangled in that way. And maybe that way only. But I can feel people's embarrassment like as if it's my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me so uncomfortable that I need to like get away from them. Yeah. So, you know, I tend to, I I feel like I'm a little bit better having to like talk in meetings and stuff, but like public speaking has been a a fear of mine for a long time. Like it was always something that I really would get nervous about, but you know, I'm a little more comfortable with it now. I'm not so hesitant to speak out or speak up whenever I need to speak up. But um, whenever I see people talking on a stage in a microphone and they misspeak a word, like not necessarily like um, when, when Dave Chappelle was making a joke, but like when somebody is having like a real, like giving a real presentation and they stumble over their words, uh huh. I feel embarrassed for them because I think they probably, you know, one, they may not even care because they speak in public so much that it's just like, eh, whatever, it's what happens. But when I mm-hmm. see people do that, I'm just like, oh, they must be like dying on the inside right now because that's yeah. how I would be, you know? So like, I kind of, I don't, it doesn't like pain me to watch them, but I do wonder, are they really embarrassed by that? Because I would be dying inside if that were me. Yes. I I told you, so for a long time, I misused a word. And I'm really, at, at this point, it's, it's kind of like a joke in our household because I, I did it for so long. But when I was first corrected, I was so embarrassed. And I was like, how many people have heard me use this word incorrectly and have just been like, this chick's an idiot? Which I think is like, you know, you, it, it ties, I think, which I think for me, what it is, is like when people have just made a fool of themselves and they don't even know it. I think that's probably oh. the truth of anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say I feel bad for those people. Like that definitely is not as funny. But if they don't realize that they're, you know, embarrassing themselves, it's mm-hmm. like, oh... Bless your heart. (laughs) Bless your heart. (laughs) 
yeah, no, I agree. And that's like, that goes back to the whole spinach thing. You know, it's like, I have to let you know, because you don't know. You're clearly unaware that you have something in your, in your teeth, but you're going around confidently smiling out in this world with spinach in your teeth. Don't do it. <laughs> I can't, I can't watch it. I can't. Like, I remember this was some time ago um, at, at um i think it was either we have this thing called camp meeting um where it's you know we like we get together once a year um our different churches within our denomination will get together and, and we'll like you get to meet different people from different places around your state or in your country or whatever and i will never forget there was a, a um a lady who had like you know um some ladies uh, i don't want to say older ladies but they would wear like these knee highs they're not like full stockings they're just like knee highs yeah and i i don't know what it was her knee high was fully up but her skirt was in her knee high oh and i can still visually see that and i was so young at that point that was not something that that you know, I was I didn't walk up to the lady and let her know, but I can still visually see that because I remember how, for me, how embarrassed I felt because her her skirt it was a long skirt was stuck in her knee high. <laughs> oh poor thing. <laughs> I know. So it's like things like that, and like I, I don't I'm not saying she was walking around confidently like look at me, but I'm sure she didn't think that her her, her skirt was stuck in her knee high. But we all just let her go, walk around. Nobody ever said anything? I mean, I don't know, ever. I sure hope so. Maybe she had a family member around. But for when I saw her, and I know for a fact other people saw her, because there's a ton of people, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't see anybody walk up to her and tug her skirt out or tell her, hey, you need your skirt. And those are the things that, like, that really, that really kind of, like, bother me. It makes me feel, I feel not like throwing up, but it makes me feel nauseous. Like, just kind yeah. of sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I guess I can understand that. Like those types of things, I, I can understand why it's hard to see, but there, there are some instances when people embarrass themselves and it's just funny because I think that they were already going to make an ass of themselves in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't like, like Dave Chappelle, you know, that's a good example. Like he's a comedian. He's going to say something, right. Mm -hmm. He's going to make a joke of it. So it may be embarrassing for him, but because he can joke about it, it's funny, right? you know? So, so, you know, maybe I think that I was only taking it from one perspective, not necessarily from people who don't even realize that they should be embarrassed, but it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a totally different story. I, I think I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, it's definitely hard to see those things. Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Andy Anderson and Naya Tain. If you like this episode, please follow and like us on Facebook at Shut the Door Podcast. Or follow us on Instagram at Shut the Door Podcast. You can also email us at Shut the Door Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and feature your comments or questions on our show. Until next time. Bye.